Last time on Dungeon Master's Test Kitchen. Blades in the Dark is a game about a group of daring scoundrels building a criminal enterprise on the haunted streets of an industrial fantasy city. It's been two months since your job with the Devil's Tooth, and you all have avoided talking about what you saw in that crate. Now it's the night before Christmas, and in Dustfall, this is when families and friends exchange gifts. Slapcrash shakes the house. It wasn't me! Was Carl <laughs> drinking the wine too? You look outside, and you see the moon, and it begins to dim, and then tendrils of black consume it. And then a few moments later, you hear the voice of a woman call out, Now sinners, now blasphemers, now devils and ghosts. Upon this night, your city has a new host. All that you own, all that you treasure, I'll take for my own with great pleasure. Oh, hell no. Following the human tracks, you find that they go around the Fortune Estate to where the underground parking is. You see Carl sitting there motionless. Carl, did you see anything? You get no response. Carl, wake up. Guys... I think Carl's gone. You see a steam-powered car roll up, and it's Chad. Yo, dudes, you okay? They came for the crate. She said things would get here, and I should go check with the Lynn down at the dock since the shipment came through her. So you guys drive up to Ellen's little shack. You might know about the, um, well, that package that we delivered a couple months ago. Well, we didn't get robbed, but something happened. She stands up, you won't believe it until you see it, and she leads you guys outside. And so as you guys look out, the ocean is frozen. Boats sit stuck in the ice while dock workers work to remove the people. She got told pulling it, told her a fucking hundred times. I don't deal with packages from up north. There's only one settlement up north. Myra. It's small. Nothing like Duskwell. It's barely considered a village. Something's not right about those people. She just shivers and just, we deal with their boatman on occasion. We mostly get wood from them and stagnate, but every once in a while we get one of those special shipments. Your kind of shipment. I've handled enough of them to know better. They always go wrong in the worst ways. I've never seen anything quite like this, though. But there's someone that might know. The Dimmer Sisters. Chad turns the party and says, Guys, I know this isn't your deal, but Polonia will pay you guys, like, a shit ton of money if you get this package. Ellen's kind of frowning. She's like, You could do that. Or you could bring it back here and I'll make sure it never comes back. And she looks at Chad and she's like, I'll have a boat ready in case you decide to do the right thing. And your car creaks to a halt. Before you, you see an old Victorian house that once must have been beautiful. The door creaks open, and you're hit with the heady smell of incense, and a scent that you know but you can't quite remember. It's sickly sweet. Trader, you recognize that it's the smell of death. That's not more wine. I get a call. Hello? You hear two voices speak at once. Come in. Yep. Okay, well. Alright. We're here. Sister, they're here. The other one responds, I suppose you're right. It's actually them this time. Tell us what you see. I mean, we, we lost our Carl. And there's a crate, and we want the ocean shit to stop and become ocean shit again. I want each of you to tell me something about the creature in the crate. It was blue. The scales that it had on its body felt like it would be great for some alchemic uh, recipes. Smell smoky? It kept making this rattling, awful... What did that sound like? <laughs> Galeen shakes her head. She's like, next group act. You say it was stolen, correct? It was stolen from the devil's tooth. Only one thing could do the things that you speak, and would do so for that thing. Mirbrefrost, patron of winter spirits and demons, Mother Frost. I don't know what your Polonia did to convince someone to find this thing, but the spirits have been banished behind the barriers for centuries. Such things have no place among the living, not if they want to stay that way. That one, that's the most voracious of them all. Mother Frost only removes its chance for a few short weeks a year. So it may feed. You may know him better by another name. Santa Claus. Yes, you've dressed your demon well. Devils are handsome in nice hats and jackets, giving gifts to little ones. People often forget that he also used to take. So we've got to find Santa and get him out of the city. In order to save Christmas? (laughs) How does that get us back Carl? It's not uncommon for the mother to collect wandering spirits for her own. She very well could have him. You touch spirits, no? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, Punch him in the face. With a flourish of her hand, the burning herbs are gone, and from the smoke she pulls a set of black iron shackles. You will need these for him. Mora then brings out a black iron lantern. With this, you can melt the ices on the shore for a short period. If you'll get your Santa out of the bearer, there'll be no more ice. The moon will come back and the mother will leave. We can provide more, but there will be a cost. Tink is interested. You'd have to give up your sense of smell. Yeah, okay. This will stun spirits for up to ten seconds. Three uses, so be careful. Three's are all. Tell me something that you adore. Hot showers. You give me your love for hot showers. Uh, yeah, she'll do that. 
They produce a pair of black silk gloves. These will give you an extra die when you fight spirits. So. Yeah, Tink is really interested in maybe going again. We just need the one of your kidneys. They produce a masquerade mask. Users aware this can see spirits, but it will also draw attention to you. You have your answer. Silkshore at the spark grounds. You best hurry and know she knows you're coming. So as you draw what does anyone look back? Yeah. So the house that you saw just moments ago is now gone, leaving behind an empty overgrown lot. of Silk Shore. In fact, you have done a handful of deliveries there in the short time. The legitimate career business has been active. Crisscrossed by dozens of narrow canals in a district best navigated by Gondola, as most visitors to this red lamp district do, the brothels, vice dens, food stalls, and exotic shops all perch at the waterside, ready to satisfy the appetites of their clientele. No questions are asked there. Silk Shore is a place of public indulgence and private indelicacy, catering to every pleasure imaginable, and as well as some that strain the balance of fantasy. Side note, can we call this episode Dude, Where's My Carl? <laughs> You're also familiar with the Spark Grounds, which lay in the northwest part of the neighborhood on the water. Beneath the crackling flares of a lightning tower, this open field draws crowds to watch death-defying stunts and acrobats and circus performers, including the notorious Spark Flyers, to soaring man kites adorning with bits of metal to attract arcs of electricity from the bearer in a pyrotechnic display. Side note, this is how the Tinker also pays for some of his extra money. He gives them spark. <laughs> Two side notes. The brothel area is where Bruiser used to go for the best showers, because they just cater to all pleasures. Uh, also, I want to sell chat to the brothels. Okay, well, so this is going to be my question is, how, do any of you guys spend time in Silk Shore outside of jobs? Fuck yes. Like, normally? Yeah, like, for your own enjoyment, do you guys ever spend time there? Yeah. I mean, I would they assume have- that the... The spark area is known as also a place where I can sell drugs to people who are adrenaline junkies. Yeah, but they have <laughs> they're all on they're all on basically like fantasy speed and doing ridiculous tricks. Just the fluffiest styles. I like to get brothel rooms without people in them and just hang out in the, the house robes. Very specialized tastes uh, there. <laughs> what a pay to not deal with you. Yeah. Just give me a room. I mean, my name is Needle for a reason. <laughs> and do you guys tell each other that you go there? Like, you a tiny, tiny is it, but sharp. Is it just like that? Everybody's like, like we all go down there, and it's just we see each other while down there. Just like... <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Do you guys are you guys open about you guys going there, or do you guys not tell each other? And if you see each other, you just pretend that you don't. I, I think I think Tinker would be pretty open about going there. I think Bruiser's open about it, and everybody assumes that she uses the brothels to sleep with women, and she lets them think that. But she just hangs out in house robes and has hot showers. Enjoying the finer things that we don't have in our hideouts. Yeah. <laughs> and does Trader go? Not really. Oh. Trader. <laughs> Alright, so have you guys thought about what your plan is? So we know it's in Silk Shore. We know like the building it's in in Silk Shore. Well, we know, you know that it's in the fairgrounds, the spark grounds. Okay, it's spark grounds. I think this is the time that we could try to make use of our informants. So do we have like a hooker with a heart of gold kind of situation? That Slayer we talk? The den mother that, uh, of the brothel that I frequent. Okay, so you're going to try and talk to people once you get to Silk Shore then? Yeah. So you cross the long bridge to Silk Shore. The glowing lights of gondolas moving across the dark sky like escaping stars. Tall, narrow row houses of wood and stone rise from the shore like jagged teeth, creating a barrier between you and the fairgrounds beyond, which critical along the horizon. You enter one of the few remaining surface streets, interrupted at every turn by bridges over small canals. Colored lights and patterned silks hang roof to roof, signaling various indulgence in a complex code that only initiated can read. The buildings are cramped and the streets grow narrower the closer you get to the fairgrounds, until soon you are forced to park near a bunch of wagons and walk the rest of the way. You're surprised that things look undisturbed here. Where everywhere else you've been, you've seen people outside gawking at the empty sky or staring at the frozen waters. Here people carry on like they always have, 
nose deep in their vices, unable to tear themselves away. Though it's late, well past midnight, things never sleep on the silk shore. All around you shops glow brightly as sprightly shopkeepers hawk their wares and services relentlessly. Undisturbed, like the stars are still visible here, or undisturbed, like nobody gives a fuck about Seems like no one gives a fuck about what's going on. Everybody's just too blasted. You would you want to try and go to your brothel, Brian? Yep. So you go to your regular brothel, and as you go in, you see that there are patrons, and you see that you know you see the girls around, and you see the matron. But it's deathly silent, other than the music. No one's talking because they're all too busy fucking. There's people sitting at tables together, but they're just not talking. That they're just looking at each other. Are they moving? Do they all look? They're like... they're, they're they're alive. They're moving. They're engaging in things that they enjoy, but no one's. Talking. Like, lips not moving, talking, not talking? Or like lips not put... moving. Okay. Is this normal for my brothel? No. <laughs> uh, I go and find the, the I test dead talk. mother. I test trying to talk aloud. You guys can talk. No problem. Okay. You find the dead mother and she's behind the bar right now going through some paperwork. Uh, what's her name? What, what is her name? Her name is Mama G. Mama G. There you go. Uh, hey, Mama G. She doesn't look up from her paperwork. Mama G doesn't notice you. I knock on the counter or ring the bell. Is there a bell? I ring the bell for service. She looks at the bell and she glances at you and looks back at her paperwork and just keeps going through it and she's just balancing her books right now. I'm gonna go... Are they the ghosts or are we the ghosts? I'm, I'm gonna go up to one of the like patrons chatting silently at a table mm-hmm. and wave my hand in front of their face. They like kind of notice that you're waving a hand, but they just kind of go back to just looking at the woman that they're with, and they're just kind of smiling at each other, or like, she's feeding them drinks and things like that, but they're not talking. Shit's Tink. weird here, guys. This yeah. isn't what this place is usually like. <laughs> Tink puts on the mask. Right? Spirit, spirit mask. mask? Yeah. So, you've never put on a spirit mask before. No. But as you do, you realize that there are just a handful of spirits around here just wandering around listlessly, and you imagine this is probably normal. That there's mm-hmm. often just spirits just that are so detached from the world and almost gone entirely that they barely, barely exist. They're just shadows of their former selves, so nothing unusual. Hmm. But if you look towards the fairground, you see kind of an ambient blue glow. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, there's no weird spirit activity going on here, but God, that fairground's really bright. I'm going to go check out one of the rooms usually reserved for boning. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to your room. room. I, 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 no, I, like, I want to, like, one of the ones that's, like, closed, occupied. Okay. I want to kind of... You're going to go walk in on what you're hoping is boning? Well, I don't want to walk in. I just want to, like, listen or, like, see if the usual... Boning fracas is that's That's... Typical of a brothel is actually going on in this place. What's your question, Jack? I'm going to say, uh, add this. People just, like, make ambient noise. Just, like, moving yeah. or doing stuff. Is that shuffling. still... Yeah, okay, it's still no happening. talking. Okay. So, you go upstairs to where the rooms are and you find yeah. one... Yeah, does, does it sound like people are boning behind closed doors? So, you can hear the sound of creaking beds and flesh against flesh. But, but nobody's talking. There's no words, there's no moanings. No dirty talk. Nothing. <laughs> no, no weird <laughs> requests. Just... Feathers ruffled. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and flesh against flesh is the grossest <laughs> description of sex sounds I've ever you heard. the slapping. <laughs> I sure we needed all that holy noise. That was just great. <laughs> so people are going to be on the bus listening to this of flesh against flesh. <laughs> there is no Aww. fucking editing that out. I was looking for your tea bag because a wet tea bag makes just. <laughs> <laughs> So, people are definitely still fucking in the brothel, but no one's Stay there. <laughs> no one really seems to care or notice that you're there. Like, they may notice, but they just, it just they, they won't stop what they're doing. Don't they? So, like, so, you saying he could walk in and he wouldn't kill the mood. Nope. <laughs> I walk in. You walk in, you see three men going at it, and they don't even look your way. I mean, that would normally be a fairly vocal situation, so something's definitely up. <laughs> Because men normally look your way, or... Obviously. <laughs> Have you seen me? Yeah. Do you guys... No informants here. <laughs> Describe right. the scene, Kayla. 
<laughs> okay, do not describe the scene. Please, please he's please already on scene. his way out. He's like, I don't think we're getting anything here. Plenty to be got, though. <laughs> All right, and um, so now you guys are in the car. Do you take Chad with you? Oh God's no. No, he's still hanging out in the car. He's on car duty. Yeah. Okay. No, he's always just in the back seat. He doesn't. He's get our it. new Carl. No. 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 Carl's so much better. Well, yeah, I just meant in that, like, that's the body in the car. Mm. I meant it that way, like. Okay. Why don't we? We haven't replaced Carl. It's Chad. God's no. So, are you guys planning to go to the fairgrounds now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you guys know of three ways to enter the fairgrounds, but for those of you who regularly come here, I'm going to get you to do a survey check. Do we get a bonus to that because we regularly come here? No. You get a survey check. I have to get the roll. It's your one. Five. One. <laughs> Two. So, Tank, hmm. you know of another entrance to the fairground, which is the entertainer's entrance. <laughs> so, there are four entrances to the fairgrounds. There's the southeast and northeast, which are just regular dates. And then there's the delivery entrance, which you guys are familiar with, which is where you normally would deliver stuff if you're delivering stuff to the fair. You okay? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the delivery entrance. <laughs> Although I do, I, I may I may start referring to things as the entertainer's entrance. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, so the delivery's entrance, as you know, is access to a canal. <laughs> then a canal? canal. Oh, God, this then, is uh, going brings, to... That brings you up into the southwestern quarter of the grounds, and the entertainer's entrance, which is access <laughs> through an underground tunnel <laughs> that brings you to the base of the lightning tower. That's so. route to it is through the entertainer's entrance, Apparently. through the underground tunnel. Okay, and there's two mechanics that we're going to be using here that we haven't used before, which are called progress clocks. Progress clocks can be used in a variety of ways. Either it's the progress towards an objective, so like a completion meter like you'd see in some games, or a progress meter towards your discovery. Think like the star system Grand Theft Auto. Those are just two examples, so there's lots of ways these can be used. But like we said before, Mara says that Mother knows you guys are coming. So in this case, we guys have a Mother Frost clock, which you guys see on there as a circle. It's divided into four quadrants. Each time you do something that risks making her aware that you're in the, the grounds, a section gets filled up. When it gets full, something will happen. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen, but it's probably not good. Just saying. Another thing is that you guys will have is the time clock, which is divided into eight segments. Every time you just do anything, it's going to count down one segment towards that clock. When it gets full again, something will happen. Probably also not good? Probably not. Does the Do they reset? After they count down? Yeah. But there may be things you can do that you can find that may reset something. Maybe not the time clock, because time passes, you can't go back in time. Maybe. But you can gain more time. By delaying. Potentially, but this time thing is not about what you're going to do when that time runs out. It's what other people are going to do. I have also provided you guys a map, which shows the four different entrances. So you guys have your gate entrances, the north gate and the south gate. This is the lighting tower here. This is where you come up to the entertainer's entrance. And then the deliverer's entrance is down here. So pretty much there's an entrance in each corner of the map. So like I said, the gate entrances are the normal entrances that people would normally be walking through. Is there admission? No. Fairgrounds are open, but there's plenty of things to spend money on inside. There's an animal storage. Horses! Do we, we want to go in one of the normal gates? Kind of like just trying to keep low key? Or do we want to like risk getting caught? sneaking into one of the entrances we shouldn't be going into. Well, you guys are a courier business, so taking the delivery entrance is not a big deal. You guys do That's it all true. the time. Mm-hmm. And the entertainer's entrance, like, as Pink is aware, is most people really don't ask any questions if you're going that way. But basically it's assumed that if you know where that entrance is, you should you should be using it kind of thing. Well, we don't have an idea of where in this place Mother Frost is. No. The entertainer's entrance is by the lightning tower? Yes, mm-hmm. you can come, out, you come yeah. out in the lightning tower. What's your uh, spirit mask say? Where's that glow coming from? The entire group. The entire place. All glowing. Everything is glowing. Okay. Do you want to maybe go in through the entertainer's entrance and we can maybe scurry up the lightning tower? Where is the lightning tower? Now, lightning towers. Lightning towers are dust and marvels of electroplasmic engineering, requiring constant attention from the powerful Sparkbrite's guild. The largest towers, over 200 feet tall, include their own internal generators to provide power to the lightning barrier that keeps the ravenous spirits of the Deathlands out of the city. So yes, they power the barriers. So probably important if that didn't go down. But not the kind of thing that we could climb up? Like, it's it's more... You could climb up whether you want, but it would probably be dangerous. <laughs> right. Like a, like a high-tension power line. Kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. My suggestion was we could climb up and, like, maybe get a lay of the land, but... No, uh, probably best we don't do that. Then. We could send Chad up. 
Yeah, but then Chad's with us for the whole. Mm-hmm. Not if he and dies on the landing tower. Yeah, but then that's no use to us. Tink's pretty familiar with <laughs> with the entertainment entertainer's entrance. There's not, I guess, as far as he's concerned, there's not really a lot of eyes watching that area. So that might be a good idea. Okay. Nope. Uh, no, I know it's not the sound, but let's go in by the lightning tower. Uh, a couple blocks north, you guys find a tavern. Strips of orange and yellow silk, creating a bright patio as light spills through the fabric. Inside, it's busy. About a dozen people sit with their drinks and food, and two barmaids tend the bar, but no one is talking. It's just like the brothel. There's a band on the stage, and they're playing music, but this is the only sound you hear aside from the shuffling of drinks and food. Are they singing, or are they just playing instruments? Just playing instruments. And that is also sponsored by chocolate. <laughs> are they an instrumental band? Like, do they normally sing, or are they normally just playing instruments? As far as you can tell, like, they don't really have a singer, like, on a mic or anything. Probably not. <laughs> but I don't think we have the rights to that. <laughs> but we can talk. Mm-hmm. You guys can talk, no problem. And, and everyone is kind of doing the same thing where they're not really paying attention to us? Yeah, they're just like, they see you, but they're just focused and completely involved in what they're doing. Alright, well, I guess we move through out into the kind of main grounds. Well, mm-hmm. we, you gotta get into the, just gotta go through the entrance, so. So the entrance to the entertainer's tunnel is just past the bar and through a panel in the bathroom. You enter into a tight, damp tunnel of cobble lit by a string of caged lamps bolted to the ceiling. You walk for about five minutes. In the times that you that Tank has been here in the past, it usually be one or two awkward encounters when you met with somebody coming the other way and you had to squeeze around each other. But this time there's no one. You still vaguely hear the music from the festivities above, but nothing else. At the end, you're greeted by a spiral staircase leading up. Is this tunnel known as the glory hole? Is that... No? Sure, why not? <laughs> up the stairs, you come into an empty stone room with one exit. You can feel your hair stand on end and you can hear the crackling of the lightning above you. You're in the base of the lightning tower. The exit's to the west. Do you go through? Yep. Passing through it, you come into a brightly lit room. The walls are lined with mirrors and garment hangers, overflow with glittery, shiny, and strange outfits of every kind, creating a divide down the center of the room. You recognize it as a dressing room for the performers, but again, it's surprisingly empty. What well, What time of night is it? Like, how surprising it's, is it empty? It's a little after midnight, but Silk Shore never sleeps. But yeah, this place is bumping right. normally. It's Vegas. Okay. There's all these garments in front of you. You guys just pass through. There's an exit to the west and an exit to the south. Do we want disguises, guys? Yeah, I was just wants to play say. dress up. We can dress up in like masquerade style. Okay. I am wearing a mask. I mean, ideally something that that's going to be less conspicuous. Yeah, like, so if like nobody else is dressed, we're also in the fairgrounds. Yeah, but I mean, if it's like not masquerade season. Yeah. Th- well, think I'm of it like, like um, Fright Nights, like there's performers wandering around and stuff all the time. So if you guys want to, you guys are going to dress up then? I mean, seems to wish not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what outfits are you guys grabbing? Like, I'm picturing myself dressed up as... The Vegas Showgirl? No. Lilo and Stitch, the alien that loves mosquitoes, that dresses up in that, like, blonde wig. And it's like, yeah. Hey, hey. Um, but that's not happening. But anyway, um, that was just what popped into my head. Okay. So I shared that with everybody. You're welcome. Tink is kind of looking for a kind of like a long dress coat. Mm-hmm. He's like, I feel like that'll go along with this masquerade mask that I've got. <laughs> Do you want to try to find something that matches kind of thing? Yeah. Cool. You found like a Victorian old kind of like pea coat, dress coat thing, full of finishes. I, um. And a white wig. White curly wig. Because I don't typically get a chance to dress in my kind of like princely garb. Kind of something that makes me look like a, uh, like I'm a uh, Eruvian. Yeah. So like a, an Eruvian. You want like a sultan prince or yeah that that kind of thing. And so I've, you know, like I've kind of like looked the part of what I would actually be normally would have been wearing had I not been forced out of my country. Okay. So, so looks over and it's like, oh wow, you sure look like Prince Ankaihat with that getup on. <laughs> So for visual, Tink already has like long white hair, and he like pulls out this like Victorian style wig with the curls and Extra puts it on. on top. <laughs> so imagine a lot of it might be fake, but there is a certain amount of jewelry here. Oh yeah, there's tons of fake jewelry. You just, like, you, just, you just put on all the jewelry you can find. Like, you find like, your thug life. You find like a vest that is covered. So you it's look like, like Mr. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, and Bruiser? Um, 
So Bruiser's wearing her normal, like, work coveralls, and she's actually just going to be looking around in the back cupboards for, like, a maintenance person's sort of identity thing with, like, a name embroidered over the chest pocket and uh, put that on. Sure, yeah, you find the, uh, yeah, the maintenance clothes, which are bright red, and um, they have, like, a line of sequins down the legs and arms, because this is the fairground. All right. Yeah. Alright, and there's and there's a ball cap as well. I take Alright. That and the ball cap. Okay. You wear it front ways or back ways? Front ways. Yeah. Not a douchebag. So these disguises will <laughs> help you guys. Um, in some cases, uh, you may get an additional die, I'll let you know. Alright, so there's two exits, there's a west and south. South. Okay. So as you step out, you step through and you find curtains and you find yourself behind the main performance stage of the Spark Grounds. You see props behind scaffolding hiding you and them from the eyes of the audience. You hear music playing, but you don't see anyone behind the stage. Peeking through the scaffolding and curtains, you can see a couple acrobats and some flame jugglers performing on stage, but their moves seem robotic, and the dozen people in the audience seem to be just staring mindlessly at the proceedings. Yeah, I think we want to go out in that stage there. It would stand out way too much. So, to your right, you do see a set of stairs leading away from the stage, and straight ahead you see a massive blue and silver striped tent looming over you. To its left, a smaller tent with the same description. There seem to be people everywhere, but all are completely absorbed in their activities. Every once in a while, you see a shadow flit through the crowds, and here, just like everyone else, no one is talking. Into the tent. Alright guys, let's uh, um, try to blend. So before you guys do that, so I'll get you guys to do either a study or consort check. It's your choice. If oh. you are a regular, you get an additional die. I get a six. I got a six. I am studying. One. I got a three. Okay. So, Needle and Tink, you guys remember hearing that Spectacular Spectacular, a traveling carnival, was in town, famous for its world-renowned acrobats and trained exotic animals. You heard they were doing a special show for Christmas, but you doubt they'd be putting on any shows at this hour, even in Silkshore. So that's what the tents are for. I think we should still check out the Oh, and sorry, for... Where did they come from, the noise? Uh, no, they travel everywhere. But you guys putting on outfits, by the way, made one segment of time pass. Okay. All right. So what do you guys want to do? Kick Jeff out of the team. <laughs> uh, Tink is... wants to check out the carnival tent, regardless. So there are two entrances on the outside of the tent. So there's the the animal storage tent is attached, and there's an entrance into that. And then there's the carnival tent, which has two entrances on the outside. One is the main entrance, like showing out to the, sh- the showgrounds, and one is kind of face- a smaller entrance, side entrance, facing the performance stage. Is there a... Giant milking machine in the uh, <laughs> in the storage tent. Let's go find out. No. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to like go and find out today. <laughs> Is that a question you really need to ask? Yeah. Me? Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're dressed like entertainers. I think we go through the. Yeah, I think we, we go through. Now, does it? Well, I guess it wouldn't sound like there's people in there, but can we like look in? Like, is it an open kind of, or is it like a door flap kind so of it's thing? They're flaps. All right. Well, I'm gonna poke my head in. And just see if it's, like, filled with people or what's going on inside. As soon as you open the flap, you're kind of hit with a wall of cold, and your breath coming comes out in white clouds. You don't really remember feeling this cold before. Inside the tent, it's very large and easily is capable of fitting thousands. But right now, you only see a couple dozen people just sitting in the stands. Seem to have the same kind of blankness. Do a survey. Do I get any kind of advantage because I've been watching or noticing people like Not this already? So, at second glance, you realize that these people are frozen solid. They've got no breath. The stands are all circled around an open area in the center that is lit by a series of spotlights strung around the room. And in the very center, you see a massive iron cage. Is there anything in the cage? I'm interested. You tell that there's something in the cage, but um, you have to get closer. And one thing you also know is, though, you see three men in black. They're standing around in the stand. At first you kind of thought they were frozen as well, but you realize as they shift and move that they're not. There are, there are definitely people there. Are these, like, the men in black that we saw with, like, the bags? Yes. Uh, yeah, Tink walks in the tent. Well, does, he, does Needle uh, share this information? I first? will relay what I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. So to you... Tink, who gets very excited. You want to walk in the tent? How do you want to deal with these guys? Planning to, like, sneak up with them, or...? I would say maybe we go in, like, we're entertainers, but don't say anything, because that would give us away. kind of what I was thinking. Well, I was thinking, oh, I guess not, uh, go in as if we were entertainers, not say anything, but kind of like put on the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's kind of exactly what I was thinking, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you guys going to all go in together? 
Sell it. Sell it all. We're gonna all yeah. go for it. Okay. We basically look like the village people at this point. So, mm. does someone want to lead a group action? Uh, I will, I guess. Okay, and you guys are going to have to do sway. Uh, actually, I not only have a couple points of sway, but I also have expertise. Oh, okay. When I lead a group action using that action, I only suffer one stress, regardless of the number of failed rolls. Perfect. Cool, that's perfect. All right, and you guys will all get an additional die because of your uh, disguises. You roll for each character who participates in the group action. So, you're going to get four die... Okay, get three die from them. Get your own your own die and get two extra die because of the yeah. So okay. you're gonna you're Perfect. gonna get six gold. Now I don't have any skill in sway. Does that affect? It's, it's, it's fine. A group He's leading it. Okay. And you you have the disguise, so you're not gonna be a disadvantage. I got a six. Okay. And no ones. So yeah, you guys are able to go in and like dark figures have. You can see that they're looking at you. Does anyone look back at them? Nope. Okay, both of us. No, Tink kind of does. does the kind of does the entertainer thing where he kind of looks at everything, but not specifically at anybody. It's yeah. kind of like okay. Um, Bruiser, I'll get you to do a study. <laughs> Two ones. Um, also add a die though because you were disguising your passings check right now. So. I'm taking the lowest one though. Ooh. It's another one. Yeah, Triple so one. If you're looking at them, you kind of gawk and kind of forget to do your performance a bit, and so they they kind of look back at you a little more. They're kind of studying. Well, I'm dressed as a mechanic. Alright, yeah, so then your charm isn't doing anything. <laughs> they're just, they are, but they did notice that you were different. They're kind of watching you okay. now as you guys approach the center. What do you guys do? Um, we're near the center? Yeah. Can I study the cage? Alright. Uh, as you approach the iron cage, you recognize the shuddering breath, the blue skin, the scales, and the smoky campfire smell. I think we found Santa, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to DM's Test Kitchen and the second part of our two-part Christmas episode, and this is our final episode of the year. We hope everyone's holidays are going swell, and we're glad we get to share ours with you. And in case you missed it and can't get enough of what we do, don't forget to check out our second channel, DMTK Chef's Night. And Chef's Night, Nathan leads a changing party characters played by other dungeon masters through a world where everyone was forced to move underground due to a dangerous plague 200 years ago. As always, thanks so much for listening. If you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, Chef's Night, or otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. If you'd like to help support us, visit dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button. Buy a shout out or check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small. But one of the best things that you can do for us is share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. The next episode of DM's Test Kitchen will be out on January 3rd and we'll be getting back into our hellish adventure in Dungeons and Dragons. I'll let you get back to your meal now. When you saw it in the crate before, it only had two small horns protruding from its forehead. But now the horns had grown immensely, curving back like two large goat horns, all in black, but three feet tall. Three feet of horns? Yeah. Its head turns to you, and you could hear as it sniffs the air, and a guttural rumble in its chest rings out as it recognizes you. Milky white eyes stare out at you. It's just looking at you, and you see that on the cage that there is a large lock. If it's cage... Can we just, like, pick up the cage? How heavy is the cage? It is a big cage. You guys would have to... Like, you guys probably will pick up the cage. You're probably going to have to get him out. So it's not necessarily the Santa cause that is actually causing all this. It's the, the, the frost the mother. Mother's causing the ice. But they said that she will leave if you get rid of him. Okay. We can get him... Oh, Nathan, you're wearing mm-hmm. your spirit mask right now? Mm-hmm. You notice that the three guys in black are actually spirits. They're not people. They're made of shadows. Mm, I will relay that information. How are you going to relay that without them here? Maybe just whisper. Do we even make any noise at all? And how are you, like, making this, like, looking at a cage you were entertaining your entertainers? Like, like, oh, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> like, we're presenting it, like... Mm-hmm. You're just like, Like, look. we're the ringleader, like... <laughs> now, um, while, uh, while we're in front of the frozen audience, do we notice anything about them? Are they just normal people? Do they look... They're just, like, regular people who just become completely frozen solid. Like, you feel like if you kept them in the hard job, obviously they'd just shatter everything. Uh, what's this cage like? Could I reach through it and put the shackles on Santa slash Satan? You could try <laughs> and reach through it, but trying to maneuver while reaching through it may be difficult. And he's also watching you, how, and he's rippling with muscle. And like you, how you is might he try reacting to, your to our appearance? He's like haggles or raises. He's watching you very closely, and like he recognizes that you are the ones that helped kidnap him. And did not help kid we transported him. That's not how he sees it. 
Now, you do have your ashes that will stun a spirit. Mm-hmm. He's considered a spirit. But might not want to do it in front of these guys that are in the room right now. Also, if you do manage to get him, where, how are you going to get him out? Is he corporeal? He is corporeal. And you your mouth is what tells you that he's him? You could try, and how are you going to slay him? My disguise makes it look like I'm not one of the people who helped kidnap him. He recognizes you guys by smell. And I'm very charming, and I'm here. I've recognized the error of our ways in transporting him to Polonia. Yeah, you'd have to explain that to him by speaking. Okay. The shadow men have noticed you guys are kind of lingering around the cage at this point. One of them kind of stands up from the stands. What um, the I point at it. I'm like... You have to say that. Yeah, right. So uh, <laughs> Tink, Tink points excitedly at the uh, the man who is stand who is standing up, but without saying a word, he uh, gestures him into the ring to say, "Oh, we're looking for a volunteer. Please come, please come." All right, the um, I will kind of fall in line with this and kind of just sort of step down and almost like point and like guide, like I'm part of the act, like yeah. you know, like come step up on stage. So all three of the shadow men are now standing. And they begin to approach, and as they approach, like, you can hear footsteps. They are corporate. You guys can interact with them if you need to. And, yeah, they start kind of coming down the stands, and, like, their heads are tilting as they're watching you, and they're looking between all of you. And even though it's, like, they are studying you, they seem to always keep, like, one eye, the creature in the cage, cage as well. I'm going to open the cage. Okay, so how are you going to open it? The, see a, if the door's unlocked. There's a lock. I have burglary gear. Okay, you're just going to bust these out? Yep. Okay, so you're going to be doing this under pressure, so this is going to be a risky act. How do I roll this? So you roll like normal, as you would. Um, I think. But fin- the penalties are worse if you screw it up. Yeah. The, I think uh, finesse would be the one, using a tool. Okay. Or finesse or tinker, whichever one is better for you, I'll let you choose. Yeah, neither of them are great, but I think... Tinker described. Tinker's picking a lock. Okay, okay. and what's your burglar's gear? What's, what's its current rating? I don't know how ratings work. Is it just say Tinker's gear? It just says burglary gear. Okay, so now it'll be fine burglary gear. So okay. I will give you an extra die for that. Okay. You can also add a die if you want to push yourself or if you accept a, a devil's bargain. So pushing yourself will get you stress. I'm gonna push myself. Okay. Two stress. Two stress. Yeah. Yay. Alright, so you managed to pop that lock open in a matter of seconds and but they, like it's they see that you've done this now, and they're now running down towards you. I am going to, because I'm already kind of out there, I'm going to grab my Spirit Bane charm. Okay, mm-hmm. and what are you going to do with that? I'm going to kind of hold it up in front of them. So that slows their roll a little, like looking at the charm, and you, you can tell that it is kind of annoying to them that it's happening, but unlike the other spirits you've dealt with before, once they kind of have that moment... They kind of recover and start coming towards a bit slower. Meanwhile, now the gate of the cage is now opened. All right, I'm going to relay sees that. Relay okay. to the rest of the group. Guys, I think the jig is up. Just for the record, I have the black silk gloves on. Okay. How are you guys going to deal with Santa? I'm going to punch him what? with my black silk gloves. No, like, so you do have the stun what? powder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are we punching Santa? <laughs> Uh, fine, I'm just gonna try to put the black iron shackles on it then. Bruiser, I got an idea. What's your idea, Tink? I'm gonna whip up a quick batch of drift oil, and I'm gonna throw you at those three guys. You wanna wanna get into a fight? What is drift oil? It lets you float. I do want this, but I feel like we also need to subdue Santa. I will deal with subduing Santa. Maybe you can hold them off. Your powder only does it for ten seconds, so... I, uh, I really want to be on Santa watch. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, Please don't throw me at the. <laughs> someone. Wants- Santa's starting to move towards the entrance, and even here, just as he's moving with these muscles, just. I toss the I toss the the ash to Bruiser. Say so okay. you're. Okay, I catch the ash. Okay. And it's got three uses, and it stuns him for ten seconds. So. Okay, and so how are you guys going to deal with these shadow people? I'm going to back up towards the stage, kind of keeping them, keeping myself between them and the stage as long as I can. Trying to be walking beside I uh, whip out a rifle. Oh, a large okay. weapon. <laughs> How do you guys want to fight these shadow people? 
You gonna, you gonna try and shoot one? I'm going to produce a pistol and see if that has any effect on them. Okay. Like, in a threatening manner. Okay, they're definitely they're trying to move in on you for sure. So, Tink, seeing this, is gonna back up a little bit and throw together uh, an oil. For me, I'm gonna take a shot then. I don't know if we would know. Uh, three guys coming towards us. Three, three I'll days. take the guy on the right. Yeah, I'll take. I'll assume you're on the right. And you take the guy on the right. I'm on the left. I'll take the guy on the left. Uh, secondly, is this a now considered a fine weapon because our gear is upgraded? Yes. Close. I was nothing, so I get one. Get two die because it's a it's a large weapon, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then you're using pistols, which are just a regular weapon. Yep. Okay. So get uh, an additional die for your skirmish. I got a five and a six. I got a six and two ones. All right. So you your shots land there. Just straight on, straight on with those uh, shadow guys, and the two ones that get hit definitely take the hit, and like they fall to the ground. But you can see that they're starting to get back up again. Okay, so I'm gonna roll my for what I'm creating here. Okay. So with alchemist, I get a I take a plus one to result level, uh, so six. Okay, and you know what you're making? Yep, post oil. Use it using it in just putting it in a small circular vial, basically throw at one of them. Uh, ghost oil will force a living being into the ghost field. Alright, so you're getting ready to throw that. Yep. What are you doing over there? Bruiser. Bruiser. Going to try to put the shackles on the suit. Are you going to try and stun him first? Sure, I'll throw some stun ash on him first. <laughs> that's, that's why I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to see, like, <laughs> if, if, you could if play. it was necessary. Yeah, maybe that's fair. cooperate before I drugged him, you know? Okay, so yeah, you toss that at him, and as soon as you do, he freezes in place. I put the shackles on him. Okay, you go ahead, you go put the shackles on. Alright, and... And then I hit my staples. That was easy, button. Okay. Trader and... Brought to you by staples. Needle. I mean, I guess... There's still one guy up in the middle, so we probably both go for him now. Yeah, that was yeah, that so was what I was using my ghost. Yeah, ghost he's uh, approaching you guys now. Yeah. Are you gonna throw your oil at him? Yeah. Are you gonna walk up to him, or are you gonna just throw it? Just like drizzle it over his head, buddy. Oil. Definitely. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to probably throw it. Yeah. Because if I'm pouring it on him, it gets on me. I'm going to the ghost field, too. So this yeah. is going to be a finest roll, then. Is this a thing you do for, like, entertainment purposes sometimes? Do you just, like, put yourself into the ghost field? I mean, this probably explains why I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so give me a finesse roll. Okay. That's a one. Okay. Well, it's not good for you. Nope. Go to the ghost field. See you guys. <laughs> so it hits you, and... Your skin begins to burn. Um, this is fine. Horribly. And it's fine. basically like you didn't quite have the quite on right and you went to throw it and it just poured all down your arm. And any clothing it hits seems to like melt. This is melting into your skin. You're going to take two arm. You are in a lot of pain. So the uh, third ghost man is now approaching you. Who's closest to him? We're both kind of on the stairs or on the way back to the stage. He's going for Tyler. And uh, Tyler, he's going to attack you Kay. with this fist. He's going to try and punch you. Do I roll against it? You can roll skirmishes. You got a two. He's able to like move past your fist and just lands a, a punch square in your chest. Take one arm. And mm. where his fist lands, you feel numbness. Arm? Or strength? No, take one arm. Okay. I'm going to attempt to join the fight if... Uh, I'm going to take the lantern. Okay. Is it like a like a directional kind of thing, or is it like an in-hole? It, it's just, it doesn't have any light or anything, but it's, it's got windows on it all side of it. So. What was it that the lantern does? Unfreezes. And so there's like 12 people in the front row, and I'm, my, okay. my goal is to maybe provide some distraction or something by having people unthawed all of a sudden. As you pull the lantern out, the like shadow, the shadow beams like hiss. You see that the ice starts to melt on the people. And as the ones start to fully unmelt, they just collapse. There, there's nothing left there. They're all dead. Who hurts? Kidneys. Okay, traitor. I try to uh, smack him with the rifle. Okay, give me a skirmish. <laughs> Five and a one. <laughs> okay. The one spun forever. Yeah, that was a. You're able to hit it, and um, it goes down. The two other ones are now back on their feet. Bruiser. I'm going to go be a bruiser. Run into the fray. Yeah. And I'm going to punch one of them with my 
Spirit fighting gloves. Cool. All right. So do a skirmish, add a die. Five. You definitely hit. So as you hit, you just like punch it right across this like face, mm-hmm. and it falls to the ground. And as it does, the shadows just spill out and just whoop, one down. Tika's gonna back out and start working on Driftoil. Um, other spirits getting back on the ground, getting back on the ground, and the one that is standing is now coming towards Needle. Okay. And he's gonna try punching. So, give me a skirmish. Okay, so I have special ability into his bodyguard when you protect a teammate. Take plus one D2 resistance roll. How do I protect a teammate? So that means basically you're probably putting yourself right in the way. And what was it again? You put you take plus two. Plus one D to your resistance roll. Okay, yeah. So you're gonna try and take the hit for him. Yeah. So he had a four, so he would have went to hit. So roll your resistance. One D for each attribute dot. Lisa, you're gonna be using skirmish, so it's gonna be prowess. Okay. So um, you get a die for each dot that you have in prowess down the left side. So you get three dice. Five. He goes to punch, and you get right in the way, and you block him with your uh, forearm. Okay. And take two stress, but other than that, you don't have any damage. Okay. At this point, Santa is now rousing. You can hear his breathing start again, and he's kind of shaking. He's looking down, and he sees that the shackles are on his hands, and he can't seem to get out of them. He seems to be trying to pull at them, but nothing's happening. Uh, you opened the gate, right? The cage. Open the cage. cage? Yeah. yeah, okay. So I rolled a four on my drift oil. I'm going to use it on Santa. Okay, so he's just like, oh, I'm just throw just, me at just Santa. Just like <laughs> yeah. Okay. They basically levitate for an hour. Are you going to throw it or are you going to just go put it on him? I'm just going to put it on him. Okay. Yeah, so he's 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 floating and he's very confused about this. And I'm, I'm going to grab onto those shackles and start running towards the okay, animal well, you got, And I you toss the, the I toss the, I'm like, uh, Tink, catch! And I toss the ash okay. back to you. Okay. I'm going to shoot the guy that tried to attack me and was intercepted. Okay, go ahead. Or shoot at four. Okay, he takes the hit and he turns into a puddle of shadows. There's one left. He's out right close to me. I'll try to hit him again. Okay. Uh, five and a six, so hit. Okay, yeah, you shoot him square in the head and he is also now a puddle of shadows. He beats the guys. We solved your spirit man puzzle. So, do mark down a segment in Mother Frost because even though you won this skirmish, you know, you did something that she will be aware of at some point. She's going to be missing some dudes. All right, and then now you also lose a time because you've also spent time doing this. You're gonna give you, you're gonna take two time because because you get you as you did a fight, then you also got the guy. All right, so where are you guys heading? There, are you guys head out of the tent again, or there's the entrance to the animal storage area. Tink was already kind of doing an about face from them and headed towards the animal to kind of get up back there. Yeah, I think we find horses. We get the f out. Okay. You guys enter into the animal housing room, and you find it's freezing, just like the tent that you were just in. The ground is covered in a thick layer of frost, and icicles hang from the support beams of the tent. There's a red sled off to the side with an empty crate in the back, and attached to it is eight harnesses and two strings. The walls are lined with cages of varying sizes, but all of them seem empty except one right to the right of you. But you'll have to get closer to see what's in it. In the center of the room, you see eight shapes, about three feet tall. All are looking at the entrance to the main tent, so they're looking at you. And... What you see are some strange birds. I'll give you guys a study roll. Six. Three. Two. Five. So Trader and Needle, you recognize these as penguins. You heard or read about them once somewhere. A type of bird that tends to thrive in colder climates and loves fish. You've never seen one before in your life. You thought they were all dead. You notice that one of them has a key around its neck on a red ribbon. The penguins seem to notice you, and one at a time, they all start, turn to look at you and they're looking between you all. Their heads bob and tilt as they examine, and they flap their flippers a little, their white chests thrust up to intimidate you. But something strange about these birds, well, you don't know much about them, you're pretty sure they don't usually have glowing blue eyes. Those chickens look broken. Hey, dire penguins, guys. Uh, I'm going to put Santa in the big red thing. What was the big red thing? The sleigh. The sleigh. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> so to do that, you'd have to walk past the penguins. You try and walk past the penguins? Yep. As you try to walk past the penguins, they start flapping their their little wings and squawking at you. Uh, I like... I look at Santa and I look at the birds. I look at Santa and I look at the birds. How do you guys want to deal with these penguins? Can we harness them and use them to power the sleigh? You can try, but you've got to get them to agree to let you do that first. I have. What is Santa's reaction to the penguins? I'm going to try to sway the penguins. <laughs> yeah, you can try to sway the penguins. Do you guys want to group try and sway the penguins? or? Yes. Alright, let's see how I can sway the penguins. Got any fish? Got any grapes? I think they will like whiskey. 
No, so we've got Santa in tow. Yeah. And presumably, they know Santa. They do. They don't seem particularly attached, and Santa doesn't seem to care about them. Wait, you think it's like North Van? The North Pole's like North Van, where everybody just knows each other? Yeah. It, yeah. I was hoping maybe they'd have some sort of allegiance. Alright, well, if we were going to just do a group sway... I don't know how you sway a penguin. Ah, uh, maybe my uh, my just outfit... Tip it back and forth. My outfit looks like like a kind of emperor penguin. I mean, I'm, I'm picturing... You're kind an of imitator like penguin? A t- tuxedo-ish kind of like outfit mm-hmm. anyway. But one of you guys so good. Turn around, shake your tails. Do you squawk at them too? What does that sound like? No, no, I don't want to stray, stray too far away from swaying. So whatever I can do that's under the guise of sway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'll I'll happily squawk at them. Okay, how are you guys going to assist him doing this? I'm like, guys, play along. And okay. so, I also start rocking back and forth like the birds are doing with my arms down yeah, yeah, yeah. the sides oh, and like. And I'm going to attempt to kind of direct you guys and the penguins all as, like, one group. And if you guys kind of, like, you fall, we go fall along with it, then maybe they'll go along with it. Okay. okay. So, you are going to get four die, plus one for squawking. So you said there's one with a key around its neck, right? Yeah. Plus what I've already got? I've got two to sway. Sure. All right. Probably be the go for it. <laughs> Do I have to squawk? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Four. Okay, so they seem to have calmed down. They're not squawking anymore, and they're like, okay, they just they just watch you, and they don't seem to be frightened by you anymore. <laughs> All right. I mean, I think we're kind of in, in agreement that it's more worth it to let Santa go than to get the amount of money that Polonia is going to pay us to get yeah, Santa I back. Yeah, I think we should. Well, let's focus on uh, dealing Santa first. You can load him up in the sleigh. Um, yeah, we put him in. The well, that's, that's what I mean. Like, should we? Where, we... Once we get in the sleigh, where do we go? Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But uh, there's, a, there's also the cage in the room. I'm going to check with that up too. I just want to focus on Santa first. Okay. He's still in shackles. Uh-huh. Do we maybe unshackle Absolutely him? not. And be like, take I'm, the sleigh I'm pushing go? him towards his sleigh. Like, he's you going in that You guys don't sleigh. know that's his sleigh, by or the way. Yeah, pushing him towards know. the sleigh. Our but, options are or, return him to the dock to be returned to wherever the fuck he came from or take him to Pamplona. Important question. Oh. Do we recognize the box on the back of the sleigh as the box he was created in? It is. Oh, that's not his sleigh. No, no, this is the sleigh that came around and stole everything. Yeah. yeah. The triangle footprint. Yeah, that's not print. his sleigh. That's yes. not his sleigh. Yeah, no, it's the mother one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, what's in the cage? So, you guys approach the cage. Uh, you find the door open inside is a pedestal with a metal engraved cube that's about two feet tall. The surface is carved with runes, none that you recognize. And on the top, you see a small glass window with light swirling in it. In the cage? The snow globe? Yeah, sitting in the cage. And it's um, it's like a box, and it's just got a window on top. Does it respond to the name Carl? No, no, it happens, but does anyone want to try and look? Like, you're wearing your spirit mask. Mm-hmm. So, if you do an attune check, plus one, okay. you can try and see what's in it. Sure. Do the thing. Be fair, I completely forgot about Carl. Tutus! Oof. So you go to try and look in it, and you just see thousands of spirits swirling around so much that it overwhelms you. Get a headache. Take a harm. I'm gonna resist that. Okay. Give me a resist roll. Uh, how do I do a resist roll again? Okay. So to reduce or avoid the consequences, and take six stress minus your highest die result. Roll one die for each attribute dot. Since you are gonna be what's being affected is you were doing an insight, so do an insight resist check. So two die. Roll two die. Okay, so you take two stress instead. Bruce is gonna try to take the key off of the key holding penguin. He lets you do that, and he kind of like nuzzles your arm a little as you do so. I give him one of my necklaces to him. Not the thug wife. <laughs> Not thug wife. <laughs> no. What is this necklace instead then? Uh, this necklace is gonna be um. A spirit charm. It's gonna be a red pendant, kind of the shape of a heart. <laughs> cool. All right, so you take the key. Um, and I like ruffle his. I like scratch it through his like little where his ears would be. You and, like cooze. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is my penguin now. Okay. He kind of follows you now. Um, so from what you can tell, from looking at it, is like you've seen spirit bottles before. Objects contain a single spirit, often for trading or for divination, but nothing like this vault before, because there seems to be thousands of spirits in it. Do you mm. take it with you? Yeah. Okay. Do you put a mark on Mother's clock, please. Who is carrying the? The vault. Are you gonna carry it? Or I'm going to just put it in the sleigh. Maybe. Yeah, I guess I'll just throw it in the sleigh. Okay. At this point, have we decided we're taking it back to the docks? 
Yeah. I think we're going back to the docks. I think we've all independently decided that it should go back to the docks. I don't know that we've had a conversation about where we're taken. Okay. I think we're taking this thing back to the docks, right? Yes. Yeah. Tink is going to use one more dosage of uh, the ash so. on Santa. Okay. And he's going to ask for help putting Santa putting back, back in, in the, the box. Yeah. Okay. So you guys can get back in the crate. The only thing is that his horns are kind of giant now. So how are you going to accommodate for that? We take the top off the crate. Absolutely not. No. Nope. Um, Doesn't seem like a good use of the crate. I don't want to be cruel. Yeah, I... Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Because weird. I really want some materials. Yeah. Uh, I pull out a blade or two. Oh, jeez. Yep. So That's where I was going to. Yeah, yeah. Try and, cut and off his I'm horns. gonna cut off his horns and give them to Tink for his. Okay. Uh, uh, I think shit. demolition tools might. You could. You're gonna blow she, up she his use horns. A saw. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but like a saw or something like that might be like demolition. Uh, no, I think that's fine. What she's got. Yeah, I've got a serrated blade or two. Okay, okay. so you can roll a wreck. Is anyone gonna help her? I will. I get. Uh, I get two in wreck as well. So and I, All right, so and I get. She gets one die for every person who assists. Okay. Anybody else helping her wreck? Uh, and you gotta tell us how you're assisting. Yeah, I'll help you. Yeah, I'm gonna um, hold them down because I don't have any. Okay. Okay. And I get plus one because I've got fine tools. Yes. Um, I'll basically just try to assist her in the while she's sawing. I'm just gonna like it's the two horns. Are we doing both horns at the same time or one horn at a time? Probably one, one at a time. time. Yeah. So basically, yeah. We're not Us- using the rifle I have. Basically, stick it and pry it between the horns. Mm-hmm. So basically, by the time it gets halfway through, this thing's gonna probably try to crack it off. Okay. Yeah. And Tank, how are you gonna help horns? Um, it sounds worse than just a clean cut through. We only have ten seconds of stun. <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be, rush, I'm gonna be All on. Right. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm gonna be on standby to also use probably that last bit of dust if we need to. Yep. Okay. All right. Two sixes. Critical. All right. That's a critical success. The horns you were able to like, you get a good grip on that saw, and you like saw right through. It. <sighs> You're like, damn, I'm so happy I sharpened the saw. Yeah. And it just goes right through, and you got a perfectly clean cut. Sweet. Uh, status will come to you in a couple seconds. And that's the box. Both horns. Yes. You got both horns. Okay. okay. Okay, um, you got him in the box. Uh, how uh, are you gonna get the? You guys gonna try and do the penguins to the sleigh? Oh yeah. We well, get is this their job? Like, do they all like? Do we have to get them in line, or do they all like sort of line themselves? Well, I think if up, we've like, got the like, option, the harnesses are there. You just need to. We're put taking. The we're taking oh, the yeah. penguin sleigh. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we're taking the penguin sleigh. <laughs> okay. Fuck Carl. We're like not Carl. Um, fuck Chad. We're like Chad. Don't leave without us, and then we just leave him, <laughs> we leave him in, in his the car. car. <laughs> He'll figure it out. Still in the backseat. The one thing has been following around. You, you do him up first, and as soon as you do, they must kind of start waddling over, and they wait. I put him uh, in a little leadership spot. Okay. Yeah. Well, he had the key, so he's probably the. Yeah. yeah. So you got your penguins all lined up at this point. Santa. We got our penguins in a row. Yeah. Santa is now awake, and he begins to like howl. Let's get out of here, Mama. Can he's calling for Mama? <laughs> All right, so you guys start heading out. Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. You guys speed out of there in your sleigh. Now, does anybody have any experience of driving a sleigh? Yes. <laughs> they're, no. pretty, they're pretty common vehicles in okay. basketball. Like, most people don't own a carriage or a car, so you guys have probably used sleighs at some point. Okay. Especially in the winter. So, all right, you guys speed out. Um, does it fly? does not fly. Damn. Um, you have to, like, navigate through the narrow streets of... Silk Shore, and on the way, you kind of you see uh, Chad, who's kind of all asleep in the car as you yep. rip by. Um, he doesn't recognize us because we're wearing the outfits. Bruiser, <laughs> Bruiser gives him the double middle finger as they as they glide by. He's yeah, I know. That was for you. It was for me. Okay. So it's like one in the morning, and the streets are pretty much all empty wherever you go. You guys tear through Crow's Foot and um, make your way up to the dock. So Alan sees you approaching as she stands at the dock and immediately starts yelling at the workers around her. Her arms are shooting left and right as she spits out commands. From the south, you feel the frost is coming, tightening your lungs and making your hands shake. I bring out that lantern and try to I fix it to the stern. Keep cool. the keep the warmth like, on us a little bit. Out in front, then. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. So she runs up to you guys. She's like, "There, the staghorn. It's my. It's a Myra ship. The captain agreed to take it back." She points at a small ship a hundred feet away. We've been trying to chip the ice away, but it's been no good. I, I hope you brought a solution for that with you. I go out and fix it to. I'll tell her about the lantern. They said that this would do the trick. Apparently. I believe him, and she hollows to a man with hollows to a man with a thick red beard. Comes over. She hands the lantern to him, and he nods, and runs off to the boat. So dock workers help you load the creature onto the ship, and as you do so, you see the man with the lantern on the bow of the ship looking down and watching as all the ice around it begins to melt. 
and the boat is on its way in a matter of seconds, and you watch as it pulls away slowly. You try not to hold your breath, waiting for it to get through the barrier, to be gone, praying that you got here fast enough. And just when your heart can't take it anymore, you see the crack of electricity on the horizon, and you know the ship has passed through. An air-piercing howl tears through the night, and you're forced to drop to your knees. A wave of frost hits you, covers your clothes and hair and sparkling ice, that cracks and falls off as you move. You guys look up to see a silver and white streak fly across the sky, followed by crackle of electricity. The threat was gone. It was over. But is the moon back? Yes. Okay. We saved Christmas! Silver Are the le- penguins still here? Is my penguins still here? They're still here. Merry Christmas, Ellen says. Breathlessly and starts to laugh so hard that she just begins to cry. <laughs> the night was finally over. The next day, Doskull struggles to come to terms with the events of the night before, but ultimately it's decided the whole thing was ridiculous and we have much bigger problems. Only Ellen... Chad and Polonia know that you were the heroes that saved Christmas. That's not to say that Polonia was thrilled that she found out that you sent away her precious cargo. Chad did his best to appease her, and the only reason she didn't retaliate and burn the fortunate estates to the ground was because she knew that you'd all be dead if you hadn't done something, even if it wasn't what she wanted. Though, don't expect any jobs from her anytime soon. Chad, on the other hand, was fired and asked us to join you guys. Do you hire him? I was so happy for a second. I was <laughs> going to start clapping, and then you kept talking. This, this is usually what happens when I talk. <laughs> Guys, I think we do need an intern. <laughs> so, I have an idea. Maybe like a gopher lackey kind of situation. I was thinking that I really needed a lab assistant. Someone yes. to test my alchemical on. a guinea on. pig? I'll let you have hmm. a guinea pig. Yeah, be great. Is Chad. <laughs> How do you hire Chad? What do you tell him? We have a vote, and Bruiser's just voted down. She's not pleased about it. Yeah, I say, Chad, you're in luck. We were looking to bring someone else onto the team, and we feel like you would be perfect for a position that is available. Oh, man, that means so much to me. Thanks, thanks guys. Uh, I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to be the best whatever it is you ever need. Uh, that's perfect, because... I really, really need a lab assistant, and I think you're the you're the man for the job. All right, man. Yeah, just tell me. You want me to like wash some vials, shit? I, I could do that. I used to wash glasses back at the bar. Yeah, something Perfect. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. It'll be okay. good. Drink right, fast. <laughs> All right. So, yes. do we let him move into the clubhouse, or does he? No, still no. He just shows up place? for work. Okay, yeah, no, he, he has his own. Good. Place, so I would fun. say at the if he's like moving in, he's living. With Carl underneath. <laughs> okay, I'm on board with that. He does have his own house, but uh, good to know. All right, the people that were trapped at the spark grounds and were all stuck silent all agreed that the whole thing was just a mass hallucination brought on by a new street drug. Now everyone thinks that this new hallucination came from a drug called Frost, and those that died stumped the coroners who made a citywide declaration that all deaths were associated with an extreme cold snap and meant less paperwork in the long run. You're not sure what happened to the Dimmer sisters. They seem to have disappeared ever since that night. You took a drive by their place a couple weeks later and found it the lot was still empty. You assume they must have fled town thinking that you'd fail. So you guys now have eight penguins. What do you do with them? Well, we the downstairs still has its stables. We can clean it up a little bit and have some penguins there. But the lead one that I took the key from that I'm friends with, like, sleeps in my room. <gasps> that is like we the have biggest... penguin butlers. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> One of them, one of them is the around. real lab assistant that I actually try and teach things to, <laughs> while the other one is, while the other lab assistant is just my guinea pig. Yeah. And yeah. you use one just to put jewelry on and try out new things? <laughs> Two of you wander around in matching thug life <laughs> necklaces. I really okay like the this. idea of just penguins loosely running around our place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're just shitting everywhere, and that's also part of Chad's Well, mom, we'll is... work on yeah. training them not to. Yeah. <laughs> They, they had the courtyard. That's Get, their... I'm real curious about Carl. All right. So you do find a fortune teller and a death speaker in the Silk Shore to see if she can help you recover Carl and whatever else is in this box. She says that she's able to track him down. But and she asks what you would like to do. Would you like to release the spirit so we can move on? Or can would you like to take his spear back out and, and view back into the car? Back into the car. At this point, Tink's like, he's gone through some shit. I, I want him to should, choose. Yeah, I think we should ask Carl what he wants. Because we also we have a penguin, him penguin slave next. at this point, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, could we put him in a penguin body? <laughs> no, but then the, you kill the penguin's soul. So, maybe we could live happily together. It'd be like having a roommate. If you just all of a sudden had your body and you were in Invaded a Invaded by another soul? 
I'd be thrilled to be in a penguin. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Well, that's a different conversation. Okay. <laughs> um, so the fortune teller decides, okay, yeah, she will commune with Carl. And when she does, I gave him the choice. Uh, but he seemed quite appalled at the idea, saying that you people were depending on him. Aw. Aw, Carl. So she provides you with a spirit bottle so you guys can restore Carl. And when you go back to the house, you're able to restore him to his carriage. And- but do you want to put him in the carriage, or do you want to put him in the sleigh? Up to you. Carriage. Carriage? Yeah, we've got the penguins for the sleigh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the carriage is his home. <laughs> his body is in the carriage. Yeah. True. You put him back in the carriage and you're surprised at his attitude, how much more polite and agreeable he was. For the first week, anyways. And after that, everything returned to normal. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't move him anywhere from downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> but spruce up his stall. It's so nice to have you back after the week. It's like, yeah. oh, it's so nice to have you back, Carl. We you're back him in nice. so he doesn't have to just look at the wall anymore. <laughs> but the fortune teller does ask that... Um, if you're willing to sell the rest of the vault and the spirits, she'll pay you a hefty price for them. Isn't like dealing with spirits like illegal? She um, commonly deals with them and deals Most with. Most of what we do is. She um, yeah. she does have connections in government for this kind of thing. So um, she is as legitimate of a legitimate of a source as you're going to get. Tink is interested in spirit. I think interested in possibly keeping a spirit. Only one. Only one. Do you ask for one from the lot? Yeah. Okay. Um... Bruiser asks you to keep one for her as, like, a sparring partner. Hmm, okay. Okay, uh, roll two d6s. Uh, you do get a sparring partner for Bruiser. Mm-hmm. The guy was an ex-soldier, and he has terrible PTSD, and you often have to remind him that the war's over. <laughs> and the other spirit that you get was a lonely old housewife. You lost all her children who all left and abandoned her, so she... Whenever you take her out, she just fusses over you nonstop. Is this your other lab assistant that's better at the job? Well, (laughs) Tink is always interested in talking to ghosts because he's thinking that he might get, like, recipes from them for his work. (laughs) So that's that's kind of his thing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we have it, guys. You say Christmas. Fun, sexy, brothel game with these shackles. <laughs> I'm trying to seduce them at the same time. Yeah. I want the spirit of Christmas all <laughs> inside me. <laughs>